Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everybody to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. I'm your host Celtics J. And we're here to celebrate another Celtics win. Go figure. I'm joined tonight, as I often am, by the OG of OC himself, the man on Neesmith Mountain. <laughs> Rest in peace, ankles. I know, man. <laughs> the, the Marcus Smart apologizer. I'll never let it die. Mr. Wayne Spoonie. Spoons, how you doing, brother? Good, Jay, man. How you doing tonight? Listen, it's hard to feel anything but pretty good right now. Yeah? That's right. <laughs> that is right. I've never seen... So, the year we traded for Isaiah, that was a pretty big midseason turnaround. I think they were pretty under 500, and then they flipped it and ended up 40-42. and 42. This is, like, insane, man. They went from a three games under 500 to, like the favorite for the title on some of these like advanced <laughs> stats. Like have you, I've never seen anything like this and it's awesome. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. Like the, the narratives right now that, that we're seeing around the team are definitely just there. They are in a different place right now than they've yeah. been historically. It's, it's been rough sometimes uh, as a Celtics fan trying to even just communicate in a neutral way with, with fan bases across like Reddit say, um, in fact, even today, there was someone being a wise ass in, in some odd sub. Uh, it was not related to Celtics necessarily. It was like some actually it was it was kind of a funny sub. It, it was what's your like um, most ridiculous take on a thing or, or your take that's going to be the least popular or, or something along those mm-hmm, lines. Mm-hmm. Some wise ass was like every every Celtics fan should have to pay some compounding tax for every year that they're a fan of the Celtics. Like. Yeah. Why? So that's a whole thing. Right. That's a whole thing. Don't worry. I shot back. Nice. Shot there back. we go. I was like, listen, you know, not for nothing, but, uh, you know, Philly's in a whole bunch of debt. Not the team. I'm talking about the city. Y'all need to get your shit together. All right. So don't worry about us Boston Celtic fans paying taxes. Y'all need to clear up that debt and then come talk to us. All right. We'll see y'all in the playoffs. That dude, he came back at me. Let me tell you, he came back at me and he goes, uh, he he did one of those like passive aggressive things where he's like, oh, it looks like you really tried hard to, ha- you know, have a comeback. I like the effort, you know, responded back. I was like, yeah, that's funny. That's kind of what the Celtics say to the Sixers every time we meet in the playoffs. So I'll see you later. <laughs> How's the confetti, so, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always, always a good time, you know, talking yep. some junk. 
And, and now, it, it, you know, we we get to kind of flex a little a little different swag than we have the last few years, and it, it is it's it's nice. Feels and good, after the man. the vibes earlier this year, the way everyone was, you know, a lot not everyone, but a lot of folks are just, you know, it's yeah. tough. I get it. I know I'm the eternal optimist. Uh, I know I, I look for, for silver sure. linings everywhere. <laughs> um, and and you know, at some point, I, I'll probably have to just qualify that a little bit more because you know I, I'm not trying to paint it like I'm a blind optimist either. You know, like I get it. Sure. Um, but yeah. Good game. Let's. I want to kind of break this. This to me felt like a tale of two halves. Um, Very much how so. You, yeah, I don't know how you felt about this, but I watched this game. Swoons. I watched this game, and I'm watching the body language. And my my profession is is all about behavior, right? Like all I do is is assess, evaluate, consider, and 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 spend right. all of my time in that space. So when I'm watching, I'm often really like, I'm looking at facial expressions. I'm looking at posture. I'm looking at cadence when they're running. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching for all these things. I'm telling you this game on both sides of the floor too, not even just the Celtics, but this game just has some weird vibes in that first half. What were yeah. you feeling spoons? No, absolutely. The same thing. I don't know. We said this a oh, few months back, Jay, I think we, it was after an Orlando game. And we said the same thing. It was like the crowd felt dead. The players felt like they didn't really want to be there. I don't know. Jalen's just like throwing the ball to the other team. <laughs> it was just sloppy all over the place. It's hard to kind of put your finger on it because I know they're trying, right? They're obviously not, but they kind of were going through the motions a little bit almost like, all right, let's run a set. Let's, you know, get Plumlee in an ISO and see if we could score. I mean, It was really bizarre. I think part of it was Charlotte was running that zone, and we're just kind of knocking it around the perimeter. It's tough to drive because Plumlee's always right there. But, yeah, it was just a strange, strange vibe. So I got, I got two, 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 two points on that that I'd like to get your, your thoughts on here. The, the first one is... Is it just me? Here's another. Is it just me? Or did the refs only seem to be able to see Robert Williams this evening? <laughs> I know. And then man, when they finally put enough whistle. fouls on him to get him out of the game, they're like, oh, Tice, we remember him. Let's get back to business here. We, we know exactly what to do. What the hell was going on? I don't know, man. And some of those, one of the one email challenged, I do not know how he lost that, man. That was straight it's rule verticality. of verticality. Like textbook rule of ver- verticality, man. So. And then there was another 50-50 for his fifth where I thought he got the block, you know, maybe a little bit of contact, but the type of stuff you don't usually see called on Rob, but that was tough. Yeah, Tice, uh, I don't know, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the uh, reunion with Daniel Tice here, Jay? <laughs> All right, so before I say anything that's going to get me on Bongo's hit list, I just yeah. want to <laughs> put out a disclaimer. Bongo's, I love me some Tice. I do. I do love me some Tice. But here's the thing. When Tice was on this team originally, I'm, I'm torn between two thoughts here. On one hand, I'm wondering, has Tice maybe just like lost a step maybe? Maybe he's just not as good as he was when he was here last time? Yeah. But then I'm wondering, maybe this is Tice and, and this has always been Tice. And maybe it's just more noticeable now because of how blessed we are currently with Rob. Yeah, right? and like, Al. And Al. When we had Tice before, yeah, I like there was 
there was nothing else. Like Tice was all that was left after that, you know, right. that, that team kind of got disassembled and reassembled a couple of times. And so like he was able to do some switching that was great. You know, he could he could hedge well. He could, you know, he had those like fingertip blocks all the time, which were, mm-hmm. you know, a really nice component to his game. And he was a vertical threat, which is good. Like he was the guy that would catch the oops from, from Marcus before we had Rob, right? Like that, he was that guy, but it's just not, it's just not the same or it doesn't appear the same. And that's why I'm wondering, is it me dealing with like an optical illusion here? Because now there's such a stronger contrast or do you think maybe it is just a couple of teams and a couple of steps lost? I, I, to me, I, I think you're hit the nail on the head with one. Yeah, he just looks worse in comparison, but I feel like he's lost a step, man. Like, it really just does not feel like he's the same athlete. And also, cut him some, the benefit of the doubt a little bit. This is a different scheme, different players. And he shows up, you know, three, four weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's tough, man. It really is tough. But I am I fear that maybe this is just the guy we have now. And, you know, he got five minutes of run in a game that Rob Williams was in heavy foul trouble. Like, that is not a good sign. I mean, clearly, Ime does not really trust him. And I think most of that time was played with Al Horford, and Tice was at the four. So... You're not really doing him any favors playing him at the four either, but clearly he doesn't feel like he can handle the five alone. Um, I'd like to see a little bit of that as we get closer to the playoffs because we may need that, man. You know, especially if we play the Sixers and we're playing MB, like those fouls will rack up real quick. Yeah, and and even with the lost step, like I don't want to like paint it as if the guy's, you know, useless out there. Cause he's absolutely right. not. He's I fine. mean, again, I think, I think it's exaggerated a bit because now we've got this kind con- when's the last time we had someone like Rob Williams as a big man, right? Like KG. Al Warford when we first got him, like a Maybe, bit, right. Yeah. But, but still yeah. different, right. Different. Um, and yeah, KG is probably the last time we had someone that was this like dynamic and explosive yeah, exactly. um, a player on the team that, that, you know, I know he, he's, He's never going to be Garnett. He's never going to, you know, get those kinds of numbers or any of that, you know. But it's like that level of excitement, the the way that we he gets on the court. Yep. You're watching Rob Williams. People exactly. are watching him, right? It's Tatum and it's Rob. And then when you get highlights from Smart and Jalen, it's likely paired with one of those two, right? Um, and I'm not trying to throw shade at the other guys because everyone knows how I feel about Marcus Smart. But I'm just saying, <laughs> in general, people that are watching the Celtics right now, they're looking for... Tatum, the God, and we're gonna get to that. We're, we're yes, gonna spend we some time talking about Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna give Tatum the appropriate space that he deserves. We're not gonna clunk him in with listen, we're not gonna pair our segment with Jason Tatum with Daniel Tice right now. We're just not yeah. gonna do that. Tatum so, gets his own. <laughs> Tatum gets his own. So just to say, you know, I, I think yeah, it's it's a little exaggerated, but I'm still happy to have Tice back. And I and I think if you're gonna have a third big man. I don't know if you can do much better than what you can get out of Tice, especially because you know the guy's a he's a committed dude. You, yep. you, you never see anything but that dude being a workhorse out there, even with the whole league of, of refs, you know, <laughs> conspiring against him. him. Yeah, yeah. And so, clearly, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, man. no, 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 because I was going to sh- switch gears. So you finished that thought. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick. Clearly, the guys really like him. Too, I think Tatum and Brown are really like Tice so and smart. So 
that not for nothing, right? Like you want to keep your locker room positive. You want to keep the good vibes going. Tice, consummate vibesman. Very good on the vibes front. So, yeah, he's got shout value there, to, too. Uh, shout out to Joe and Jackson. Uh, we we have, again, plugged in consummate into the pod. <laughs> we hit the quota. Oh, no, there's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to close out uh, talking about this first half um, and, and go slightly back to the weird vibes that we were kind of talking sure. about. Because... Everything was looking pretty lovely when that game opened up. And then a couple of quick calls on Rob, and he's got to get pulled out. And then all of a sudden, Isaiah Thomas comes into the game. And not Imagine for nothing, that. I don't know how you felt, but my, my, my feelings were all over the place in that moment. My feelings were all, I was a mess. Spoons, let me tell you something. I, I, I love me some IT. And that being said, I, I got a lot of flack from family when we traded IT for Kyrie because... I got on the bandwagon. I was like, listen, I'm bought in. I'm with this. I'm about it. I get it. I understand it. I I hated losing it because sure. that man, he embodied not just, he wasn't just a good player. He wasn't just having a magical year. Like he embodied a certain like spirit and temperament and, and, and just like grit and, and champion level, like overcome like, just energy. You just can't help but just, want to give all of yourself in your heart to this guy and be like, just make all this magic keep happening. But again, I understood it, but then having to watch the last several years of, I know. of this, you know, the campaigning on Twitter and, um, yeah, I, honestly, I would love nothing more to see dude in a Celtics Jersey for, for my own sort of like selfish benefit and, and sentimentality. I know there's some folks out there that, that, don't love that idea. They don't like the idea of sort of memeing IT. They like the idea of listen. If the last, if the last thing, if the last memories we have with IT as a Celtic are are him competing at just a ridiculously amazing level in the MVP playoffs, level, basically, right? yeah. Like a lot. I know a lot of the fans are feeling like we're good with that. Like as much as I think, I, and I don't think folks that are saying that mean it in a way of saying they wouldn't love to have IT back. I think they just don't want to damage what they have as far as that like image and that, that, that sentiment they have in their head. And when he came in, I know my feelings got all over the place and it really did kind of seem to coincide when, when the Celtics also just started kind of falling apart, throwing turnovers everywhere. People are arguing. It looked like JB was going to choke out Peyton Pritchard for a second. <laughs> yeah, it did. You know, Peyton looks scared, man. Like, JB, <laughs> like, JB's a nice what? guy. Peyton <laughs> yeah. Pritchard looks scared. I would be very scared of an angry Jalen Brown. Uh, what was uh, Jalen just seemed like totally checked out, man. I, that was like a bizarre performance from him. He kind of put it together in the third and fourth, but that first half, that is like the worst I've seen him without an injury in a long time. I mean, I don't know. He he literally just like threw it to the Hornets a couple times. He had four turnovers, led the team. Like I I don't know, man. He got to get his head right or something. You know, someone, um, and I'm, I'm going to apologize right now. If, uh, if, if the person that said this in the, in the game thread listens to the pod and hears this, please, uh, give a shout out in our, uh, you know, podcast thread that'll get posted yeah. up and scold me for not, uh, <laughs> shouting you out and I'll make, I'll make up for it. But someone in the game thread had, had made, uh, the point that he tends to have like a little stretch of struggles when he comes back from injury. Like that, that does seem to be a bit of a pattern. Yeah. Or when he comes back from an injury, 
it takes him a, a, a little bit to really get sort of his his mojo back. Um, and I mean, I'm surprised he's back as soon as he is because that looked like a worse sprain than for sure it seems yeah. to have been. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to question dude because I think no one knows Jalen's body better than Jalen does. So it's just surprising to me. Um, but it was interesting, and I appreciated that insight that was shared in that game thread. Again, if you're listening, please shout out. In in our in our thread when this gets posted and please scold me because I, I should be crediting you for that because I thought it was a good insight to share. But um, it, have you noticed that? Is that an observation that you kind of align with? Is, does, is that based in some logic from your perspective? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think part of it, too, and I do not mean this to be negative, but I don't think Jalen has that kind of like nat- natural basketball acumen like Tatum or somebody, you know, like. Kyrie, Lamella Ball, like that, like just naturally, their handle, everything is just so seemingly easy for them. Like the the skills, Jalen had to develop these skills by like incredible, absurd hard work. And I wonder if that's part of it too. When he's like away from the game a little bit, it just takes him a little while longer than some of these guys to get back into the flow of the game, get his handle right, all that type of stuff. But that's no excuse. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, look, we're not looking for excuses. We're looking for understanding, right? Like it's not, it's not about excuses. It's just about understanding. I don't think, I don't think Jalen needs an excuse, right? Like the guy was still working. The one thing that bothered me a bit was, um, and and this is why I I thought maybe too, that it, it might be like you're saying, maybe it is just kind of getting that rhythm, that flow, just the cadence back. Um, but like, even on defense, he seemed just a little sleepier than he normally is. Like he, he tends to be a better, a stronger on ball defender than he is a team oh, definitely. defender. Definitely. Um, but even that said, like it just, at certain times, it just seemed like the energy wasn't there in the first half. He had one play where he had got the ball and he had like a couple, it was, I think it was after a couple of those turnovers and he must've just been pissed uh, again, <laughs> or maybe this was even before <laughs> the Pritchard thing. Uh, but he like got real aggressive with the dribble. He tried a couple of spin moves and then he like faded away. Um, and it was like he it looked like he went from zero to a hundred in like half a half right. a tenth of a second. But then it was like he was gassed for the rest of the half. Right. Um, and then really yeah, weird. like you said, he picked it back up in the second half, as did the rest of the team, um, especially that fourth quarter. But yeah, it was weird vibes from from most of the guys. And then yeah, I I think Jalen definitely had some exceptionally odd vibes. And hopefully, you know, he's. He's coming back in the next game and feeling a, a, a bit more, you know, himself. And again, I'm not trying to like speak for Jalen. I, I haven't heard his post game uh, comments either, so no, I'm not quite either. sure where his head is at currently. I'll be interested to hear some of that. But I was glad to see him finish pretty strong and make some yep. strong plays there. And uh, I don't think we have to worry too much. <laughs> I think he'll figure. No, it out. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He um, might so- end up strangling Pritchard, and we might have to worry about him. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he come off the cap if that yeah. happens? Or <laughs> one, one last note on that. I don't know if you caught it, um, but in that second half, at one point, Jalen threw a pass over to Pritchard for a three, and then Pritchard airballed that. <laughs> and I might be misremembering, or I might be projecting like my own narrative into this, but I just saw Brown like, roll his eyes, like, put his head down, and start scowling, like, you son of a bitch, I'm never passing to you again. <laughs> It's too bad, man. Come on. You got to trust Peyton. (laughs) He's been stroking it recently, too. You know, and and he's been getting his shot back. Horford's been getting his shot back. Yeah, Horford is big. That's a huge help. That's a huge help. Yeah. Let me uh, let me shout out, throw a Reddit comment in here that kind of 
think does a really good job of summing up part of the game. It's from our guy Z Gamer Two Hundred. Oh, steady listener. Uh, Thank you, Z Gamer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, shout out Z Gamer. Tatum got so close to dropping a hundred over two games, came mm. up just two points short. Either way, another good win by this team as Tatum scores forty four. Rob with the loud dunk for his twenty third double double of the season, cr- which is crazy because he like felt like he barely played. Smart with dishing out nine assists. And the guy I want to talk about, Derek White, dishing out eight assists of his own and another fun night of Celtics basketball. I thought White is just, he's just a hooper, man. He just comes in. He just does the right thing. He just knows where to be. He's taking all sorts of damn charges. Like him and Smart are just falling down on defense, getting the call all day. He's in there with, he had like one crazy steal where he he may even have turned it over. And then he like rushed back and picked Ubre's pocket from behind as he was going up for a layup. And it's like, man, that saves you two points. Like, it's hard to quantify how helpful and how important it is. And, you know, that's what our argument for like why Celtics fans love Marcus Smart, right? Because we watch him, we see him do stuff like that. And Derek White feels kind of like the same type of dude, but man. I just wish he could make some fucking threes, man. He <laughs> like, got come one. On. He, he did. One. He was one for five. He opened up strong. He, yeah, he opened up strong. He had that one right in the open. You know, I'll, I'll give dude credit, though, because even even when that shot isn't falling or, or he's, he's not even necessarily taking a whole bunch of them, he does have a very good knack at, at just finding other ways to contribute. And I think, you yeah. know, for there's been I, I've seen some some temperaments be a little bit down on him and talk about because the shot's not really falling a whole bunch, but like he's never been a prolific shooter. So that's no. n- nothing that we expected. It, we kind of hoped maybe it would get better and it still might, but it um, will. the way that he's able to attack the basket confidently, yep. like we were getting excited when we were watching Romeo, like tease that, right? Like <laughs> right. we were getting really worked up and excited because Romeo was teasing what this guy is doing. Like, just every naturally, game. instinctively, yeah. with, with every game, complete confidence, and yep. not just getting to the basket, right? But he's on, sometimes he's finishing when he's got the space, uh, and sometimes when he doesn't, <laughs> or he's making really thoughtful dishes and, and racking up assists. I love it, and the, yeah, the defense is dynamite. Is dynamite. Yeah, I feel like that. he gets fouled quite a bit too. Like he kind of baits those bullshit fouls <laughs> where he like goes up early when the defender's not really expecting it and gets foul calls. So yeah. I think he had a pretty rough game against the Nets, but a good turnaround game for him. I was really impressed. And shout out to the Charlotte Hornets commentators uh, <laughs> for their remarkable insight when uh, Brown and Derek White were in the game at the same time. The Charlotte announcers just wanted to let all the audience know when they're on the floor together, you can just call them beige. Call them beige, baby. <laughs> I like it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a uh, a fantastic stream with the the Charlotte announcers all night. That was a uh, that was a fun experience. Uh, some real some real gems from the the Charlotte team over there. Y'all doing a bang up job. Really appreciate you. Also, Isn't Del Curry one of them? I have no idea. I think it's I, Del. I, only I heard think their Del voices. Had... I never yeah. I never saw any of the video. Yeah. Um. But so you mentioned kind of like Orlando. Just to throw, listen, it's not a Celtics J hosted podcast unless Celtics J is throwing some shade at another organization. <laughs> uh, so here's another True. example, like you had slightly alluded to, where the crowd really wasn't feeling it. In fact, the crowd yeah. at Charlotte was 
probably a little bit lean in Celtics. At least there was a couple 50, times 50. the camera panned to the to the audience or the crowd there, and you'd see like one guy in a in a Charlotte jersey surrounded by like five or six people, <laughs> right? Some, yeah. just looking miserable. As hell. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? And then at one point, when the Celtics really kind of started blowing it open, um, they hadn't quite got like the twenty point lead, but they were starting to shift that momentum again. That whole crowd just apparently realized what was happening and went dead silent. And so the hype guy comes out, you know, like our, the their version bastard. of our lucky, yeah. right? Yeah. Comes out <laughs> for the t-shirt throwing uh, whole bit. Like, make some noise, everybody up, up. And they pan to the crowd. Everyone's just staring silently at him. <laughs> oh, man, dude, that's got to be like the worst fucking job when the team's losing. Oh, like, man. I, it must be almost like embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like when no one's feeling it at all and you've just got to pretend to be hyped and the team's like down 18 like that's just gotta be awful dude i feel someone's gotta give that man a raise yeah (laughs) that's a that's a a tough that's a tough bag to have to run around with right there um so let's let's look at the second half because yeah this this really is it's a tale of two halves here that first half was weird kind of wonky but then we come in third quarter we don't get a whole lot of separation but we we do enough that we do stretch the lead that we had going into half we stretched out i think it was about nine going into that fourth quarter just steady as she goes, you know, like nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing was really working a whole lot better. But what I really liked and what I've noticed and appreciated over this stretch is that this team is just steady. It's steady. And the moment the other team lets up a little bit, we we push. Right. And yeah. what I love about that is for the longest time, it's felt like we've been on the other side of that. Like other teams are just like waiting for us to let up a little bit and then they stomp on us. And it's like, now we're on the other side of that. <laughs> yeah, we got a Reddit comment that's Onavi24. I don't get nervous in the fourth quarter anymore. I'm extremely happy about that. <laughs> and I had it until I saw that comment. So I had it really. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. For real. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it, but it's right. Like I was not like that sense of dread and anxiety entering like a relatively close game in the fourth quarter I had in the first half of the season isn't really there anymore I was like all right they'll close this thing out like they'll tighten the screws and it'll be over and man that is makes these games so much more enjoyable to watch (laughs) you know man and you count on it now like that's the thing like it seemed like for the longest time a lot, a lot of, a lot of the fan base was going into games with like dread, right? Or coming out of quarters yeah. with dread. They'd yeah. see a stretch of of tough, tough basketball, and it'd be dread. We, I, I know we we chatted a little bit during the game, and uh, you know during that first half, especially we're like, man, this is weird. Mm-hmm. But at no point did I feel like panicked. I'm like, listen, we still got a four point lead, and and like we're really not clicking right not now. Playing well, yeah. Like give Ime a halftime to to calibrate these dudes, you know. Coach yep. of the month, not for nothing. You know? That's right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, give us a halftime. We'll figure this thing out. Don't let us go into halftime with the lead. But also, yeah. don't let us go into halftime behind because that's only going to motivate us more. <laughs> when is the last time we got blown out? Oh, man. December? Yeah. I think like, yeah, it's been a minute. Right? I can't even remember the last time we lost by like 15 or 20. No. 
No, because now we're winning those. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. And now we're not we're giving up those leads anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. I, just, I just was thinking about that. We're just waiting that. to get the leads into the fourth quarter. Maybe Ime just pulls them at... Maybe Ime sat them down after that New York Knicks game and was like, listen, guys, from now on, we're just going to wait to get our lead into the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Let's just gotta do get that. that fourth quarter Because holding the lead for, for two, three quarters is just like, that's <laughs> a pain in the ass. Don't you guys it's think? too hard. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just get into the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I want to add one thing to that before we totally sure. uh, move on, because sure. uh, I, one of the comments that was in the game thread, and it was, it was in the third quarter when things were still pretty close, we were still kind of going back mm-hmm. and forth with some runs, and I mean, not for nothing, but the officiating was bull today, complete it bull today. It was bad. Today. It was bad, like, man. You could hear contact. You could hear yeah. the contact. Yeah. And also, that's because of Charlotte. Fans were not making enough noise. <laughs> there was but you no could noise. hear the contact, and and so one one person in the uh, in the game thread, Priest Callum, uh, put the comment in. Hornets have shot all the way up my list of hated teams today. I cannot stand watching the officials hand a team a game they don't deserve. And I thought that was hysterical because a little bit later, like towards the fourth quarter, getting towards the end when the Celtics are up. I think like 17, 18 points. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get fouled at the basket and one of the Charlotte announcers goes on a little tangent. Uh, mm, the, the Hornets haven't gotten the benefit of the doubt all night. I'm like, what I'm game pretty are sure you we watching? shot, we shot like four free throws in the first half to their like 15. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it was that Grant Williams play where, uh, mm. It got dumped off to Grant with like two one second left on the shot clock, and he, oh right, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got they, fouled, man. Yeah. <laughs> like what do you? Yeah, they're like, oh, but, they're bailing him out. They, we haven't gotten the benefit of that all day. Okay, I don't <laughs> think right. so. Dude. They'll all be all right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's uh take take us into the next point that you wanted to touch on. All right, man. We got one last, well, two last Reddit comments here. User two fifty six Dak. Jason Tatum is better than everyone. That's all. And then user Nifera, N-I-F-E-R-A underscore, how did Danny know, man? And it's like, we could be watching Markel Fultz right now. And we're watching Jason Tatum drop 100 points in two games and ascend to... I mean, I'm all I'm. I love Scal is definitely like pumping the propaganda, the top five <laughs> propaganda all night. He was like, I think he's a top five player. He could do that. He's calling him a superstar every time he touches the oh, ball. I'm sorry, I missed that's that. What I, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Scal. Uh, so, I mean, it was just like he somehow had like a quiet 24, 26 points going into the fourth quarter, and then like the loudest 20 points possible. I mean. It was like he was playing a different game than everybody else. He was just so far and away the best player on the court. A court with two other all-stars and LaMelo and Jalen Brown, too. And he was just like a clear step above them. Everywhere on defense, making the right plays on offense, hitting shots that were just like ridiculous. You know, like Al Horford was laughing on the bench at one point. And as was I, I was cackling down here watching it in my basement. Listen, the law of averages, man, it was bound to yep. happen at some point. It was yep. bound to happen at some point. That man just got, you know, he just graduated from whatever school was was handing out the degrees for that law of averages, and it's all working out now. 
Because, yeah, it, he's, he's the last couple of games, he is just pouring it in. But even I mean, before the crazy. shots started falling again, right? Like, I think the thing that stood out the most for me with Tatum has just been, it's the, and you mentioned this before too, it's the speed and the quickness with the decision-making right now. And it's yeah. the, it's the assertiveness, man. Yeah. He's on another level. Love him or Tatum. The man is top five. <laughs> Damn right, dude. Yeah. It's just, um, I think we talked about, it might've been, uh, I think it was you and I, Jay, we talked about that. Is him losing his jumper actually going to help him in the long run? Cause it has, it makes him think about the game a different way, right? He could always rely on like, well, I can get to my step back anytime I want. And he would almost over rely on it. And when that's going in at 38%, like that's kind of okay. When it's going in at 30%, it's not. And now that you're kind of, I really do think he changed the way he played some uh, because the shot wasn't falling. And now you've blended like all the skills he's developed by playing like that with getting the shot back. And we're seeing like, it's domination, dude. Like, I, I mean, it is absolute domination. He just decided, all right, now I'll go out here and win this game in the fourth quarter. And he did it very easily. <laughs> I, I like I like to have the the image in my head of, of Ime in the locker room with Tatum, handing Tatum like a sandwich or something. But having <laughs> and so just quick quick transparency. Growing up, uh, I was an avid Pokemon game player. Hell like, yeah! Like the OG ones though, like Blue Red. I didn't play anything but Red. Blue, yeah, blue, I played blue, red, red all day, man. Yeah, yeah. Squirtle. Yeah, right. Well, all right, Bulbasaur over here, but whatever. You know, it's cool. It's, you know, it's fine. No judgment. Uh, so, like in my head, I'm th- I'm imagining Ime in the back at some like after that Knicks game, and like hand and Tatum a sandwich that he like slips some raw some rare candy into, and like a moonstone. Yeah. And all, of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, Tatum is just like turned into fucking Charizard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right what the hell is happening? Because seriously, here's the thing. though, he's. He's not just going to the basket now. Uh, and, and no one can convince me otherwise about what I'm about to say. This man is going to the basket with a level of viciousness that has not been seen from Tatum to this point. What we have He's- seen the last couple of weeks from Tatum going to the basket. And I mean, he is not like going to the basket and trying to finesse nothing. He's saying, no. get the out of my way or you're going to be on my next poster. And yeah. he's doing yeah. like he is putting it down this dude did he just get a sponsorship with dunkin donuts or some shit what is going on this man is going bonkers everything is getting smashed in that basket right he is angry this is angry tatum and it's weird to and it's almost like strange to say this guy just took like i don't know 50 shots 60 shot 50 something shots in two games it's kind of weird to say like he's making all the right decisions because that kind of feels ball hoggy, but he's making all the right decisions, man, too. Like the shots there, he takes it. It's not he gets some penetration and moves the ball or he simply just moves it quickly. I mean, it's like this feels a little different than like his hot runs in the past where it's like, okay, he's hitting a bunch of step backs. That does. That's not quite. I mean, obviously, a shot's coming back, and that helps. But there's like this whole other step. I feel like he's taken 
that if he can continue to play like this, I mean, the top five will not be a meme. He is going to get to that level. And damn, it is so fun to watch, dude. <laughs> oh, and it, he just, it, he hasn't even gotten started. And and I'm having to eat a little bit of crow because there's been times when I, I've been on... On the man, I, I lean, I lean a little bit more Jalen Brown. Like there's aspects to Jalen Brown and, and like his story, his narrative that I that I really appreciate. And I've I've had times I will fully admit, and I'll take the heat for it. You you can go to my old so everyone listening, you can go to my old post and downvote the hell out of them because I'm saying some ridiculous <laughs> stuff and that's fine. But I did at different times. I would I would question my head. Would I would I go with Brown? And I'm telling you right now, if I were a GM, I'd have messed a whole bunch of stuff up if I had made a decision like that because. <laughs> Listen, for every person uh, that has ever been like, dude, you're ridiculous for saying you choose Brown over Tatum. Here's the thing. Ultimately, I don't think I'd ever have it in me to, to trade either one of those cats. Like, Hell no. I, 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 Hell I have no. never. But when it's come up and people I've been like, man, there's things about just the way that I, I appreciate how Jalen goes about the game um, sure. and, and the way that he just, you know. Yeah, I, I like I like that he's had to work a little and it looks harder for him to do stuff, whereas he Tatum. Yeah. Uh, it does. It looks when he's in that zone, so it just smooth. does look like it. It and he's smiling out there, but he also looks angry. It's crazy. It's like he's moving angry, but he looks happy. It's it's yeah. It's very it's very unnerving. It's, Psychotic, imagine, especially if you're on the other team. I don't. Yeah. He's not a fun guy to play against right now. I don't. Hell think. no. This whole team isn't fun to play against, mm-hmm. man. Smart Derek White, both the Jays. Rob just swatting the basketball back in your face every time you shoot. Like, hey man, he's a hard he team reckless, to play, but in the most yeah, yeah. like positive way right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Lovely. Lovely. Now I got to ask you because I've got one, um, and and I'm like proud of it because I think it's it, like in an elitist way. I think I, I I've identified a part of the game for Tatum that I think is my favorite and um, I'm just going to feel away because it's not what I think would be typically expected, but I want to hear yours first so I can judge it and make fun of it. Um, what's your favorite play <laughs> from Tatum this evening? You probably will. Well, okay. Um, there was one block he had that was pretty awesome. Uh, I, I can't remember who bodied up the ball handler. I think it was Terry Rozier. Actually, I think Grant might've slowed him down and then Terry tried to go up. And Tatum had like sprinted back to get back on defense, as I recall. But it all kind of first half, together. right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Spoons, and then he just. This is how I know you're like my 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 Celtics fandom soulmate. <laughs> is that what you were gonna talk about? Spoons, that's the exact play. No shit. The Hell moment yeah. I saw, it, like, there's no way I can I can I can ever forget this because I'll tell you right now, whatever happens for the rest of Tatum's career. That for me is going to be the moment that I fully bought in to Tatum as an unquestionable star <laughs> that's going to that can that has the ability to lead this team to a championship. Because how many times have we sat there and been frustrated because Tatum feels like he I'm gets fouled and he's like yeah. going nuts and he's like trying to make a case and then on the other end we're playing four on five and on one hand you got to kind of just live with some of that stuff because it's a little bit nature of the game. What are you going to do? And, and unfortunately you got to politic a little bit with these refs. Sure. But in that moment, we're not clicking. Things aren't going really great. There's not a lot of cushion or wiggle room. And it's like he's so in the game right now that it's like, I don't know how intentional it was, but it certainly looked like he just understood now's not the time to around. Yeah. I'm getting this back. 
Yeah. And he did. He turned right the hell around and said, mm-mm, that's mine again. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm he swatted the shit out of that He was too. not playing around. <laughs> Listen, there's only one thing Tatum is not currently doing when he's on that basketball court. <laughs> And that's fucking around. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm telling you. That's the step back in the corner was pretty awesome, too. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. That's that, so that, sick, that was, dude. But I, I get, it was the timing for that defensive play, though. You know, like, yeah, it, it was, was awesome. timing. It was that is that intensity. He was he was not to be trifled with. Them, though. He, everything was going wrong. It felt like nothing was really clicking. And he, he just didn't care. And then, yeah. But that's and I think that's the kind of stuff that then fuels that the fourth quarter explosions. Because yeah. at that point now, you've been dictating the game. Like the only reason why that game didn't get out of hand, where we were in like a hole to have to dig out of, is because Tatum said no. Like that's just yep. not going to happen today. Like yeah. I'm 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 good with all that. <laughs> you know the Nets were tough enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with this nonsense from Charlotte. Not letting the Hornets beat me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, Gordon's not even playing. I don't think so. Right. It's not gonna yeah. happen. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap us up for this evening. want to thank everybody for taking some time out and listening to us chop it up. Really great vibes happening with the Celtics right now. We're seeing really, I think, some payoff from some rough times. And that's kind of a there's there's a little bit of poetry to that, I feel like. Right. Like going through some hard times and then and then persevering, overcoming. Like right now, these guys are really developing a, a narrative, a story around them that's that's hard not to root for. And I think we're starting to see a lot of the mainstream narrative come around to that as well. And I, I think I speak for, for everyone that's listening right now. We're all just really excited to see where this continues to go. So until next time, uh, look for us on uh, YouTube, on the channel there. You can see us up on Twitter. And as always, please reach out to us and, and continue these conversations and discussions. Looking forward to the next chance we get to chat with everybody. We'll see you then.